At this juncture with the coronavirus, it's safe to say one of two things are likely going to happen. One, the threat from it will be much less within the next few months. Or two, it's something we're going to have to deal with well into 2021 and possibly even beyond. While it's impossible to know which are going to happen, there's no doubt the effects of the pandemic are leaving a mark on the trucking industry. So just how bad has it been for trucking? And more importantly, what might the road to a trucking recovery look like? Welcome to another edition of the Eyes on the Road podcast, presented by PrePass Safety Alliance, the provider of PrePass Way Station Bypass and Toll Payment Services. PrePass also includes informed software dashboards for improving safety scores and lowering toll-related costs. Online at prepass.com. I'm Evan Lockridge. Before COVID-19 hit the U.S. in March, there was a fair amount of talk in trucking about the state of the industry. Some were lamenting that freight levels and rates were simply not as good as they were in 2018, when both hit some of their best levels since the so-called Great Recession. These days, those pre-coronavirus levels from early this year don't look so bad after all. In fact, they actually look great, at least relatively speaking. So where is the industry heading? Joining me to discuss this is one of the best trucking reporters in the business, William Casty. He's senior trucking editor at the Journal of Commerce. Since the coronavirus struck, Bill has talked to numerous people in trucking, from CEOs and other fleet people to industry analysts, shippers, and many others, for his stories that are in print and online at JOC.com. He's been kind enough to join us on the line to share some of his insights. Bill, thanks very much for being here. Hey, it's my delight. Glad to be here with you. Well, before we look at where trucking may be headed in this time of COVID-19, I first want to look at where the industry has been since early March. Now, I'm not going to ask if it's been bad. Everyone knows it's been bad to downright horrible. Bill, just how bad has the coronavirus been for trucking, including who has been affected the worst and the least? Well, it's been bad for everybody, as you said, Evan, but it's been worse for some than others, especially smaller trucking firms. Larger trucking firms that are well capitalized, uh, that have typically over a thousand trucks, they've been hit, but they typically are able to you know, be more resilient and pull through this thing. They have the, uh, the cash reserves, they have the, the lenders who will help them out. Smaller trucking firms really don't have that, of course. So I think this has been worse, obviously, for the smallest carriers out there and for the independent owner operators. And you know, there's been some research that has uh, backed that up. It's, it's something we'd expect. The American Transportation Research Institute and the Owner Operator Independent Drivers Association did a joint study in April that looked at different levels of fleet size and how they were impacted by the pandemic. And you know, they found that 39% of those with five trucks or less said freight volumes were much lower as compared to those with trucks over, you know, with, with more than a thousand trucks, 30% of those carriers said that freight levels were about the same. It's hard to imagine that freight levels were about the same in April compared with March for anybody, but that does show you some of the, the, the big split that's evolved between larger and smaller carriers, as you'd expect. I, I think what might be unexpected is the way the industry divided so rapidly between those who haul essential goods, toilet paper, paper towel, foods, medicine, and those who haul non-essential goods, furniture, uh, apparel, 
uh, electronics, all these things that are discretionary spend for consumers. So that really uh, divided the industry. And, and those who, you know, who hold auto components say, obviously, they've had a really bad couple of months. Okay, now let's look at the future, but I want to divide this up between the near future, the rest of 2020, and what I call the later future, into 2021 and beyond. You recently wrote a story entitled, Truckers Prepare for Long, Uneven Recovery. What can you tell us from this story, Bill, when it comes to the near future of trucking and what it may look like, and what do truckers need to consider going forward? Well, in that story, Evan, I talked to a number of CEOs of you know fairly large companies, and I found that they were fairly optimistic. And a lot of trucking CEOs, and you've talked to as many as I have, they, they tend to be optimistic people. They don't tend to say, you know, freight's going to be really bad next year, uh, or we're going to see rates drop by 50%. Rates are always going to go up. Drivers will always be in high demand. Trucking is, is critical to the economy. And, you know, and they're right about that in the long, in the long term. But in the short term, I see real obstacles for a fast recovery from uh, the pandemic, both for the general economy and for trucking. GDP has dropped. You can pick your forecast or your uh, percentage, depending on the economists you follow, but it's quite possibly down 15% in the second quarter. We have 30.3 million people who have filed for unemployment benefits in the past six weeks not six months, but six weeks. And then we have, according to the latest ADP employment data, 20.2 million private sector jobs lost in April from March. So that right there creates a huge obstacle. People aren't going to be rehired as quickly as they were laid off or furloughed or fired. That's going to mean it'll take time for consumers to rebuild their purchasing power. Even though they're getting benefits, more benefits through the Pandemic Relief Act and through higher unemployment benefits, a lot of that is going to be temporary and it's going to perhaps help them pay the mortgage or the rent for a month, but they need to have more money on hand to survive a longer period of unemployment if that's going to be the case. And there's so much uncertainty, I think that consumers are going to be really reluctant to go out and begin a lot of discretionary spending as they had been doing before the pandemic. So it's going to take us a while, I think, despite the hopes of a lot of carriers to get demand up to the level where it's going to forecast a recovery and really hasten what the trucking companies are hoping for, which is absorption of capacity and upward pressure on rates. One of the things I've been reading about that concerns the near future of trucking, as well as the present, has been rates. Some are claiming freight brokers are price gouging those who depend on the spot market. Brokers counter the problem is that these rates have fallen dramatically the past two months because of simple supply and demand. Your thoughts about this, Bill? Supply and demand is the root of the problem. It's true that Brokers tend to have higher margins than trucking companies. The average broker margin, according to uh, the Transportation Intermediate Areas Association, is about 16%. But at the same time, the, the rates have fallen by double digits from March and February. We're at a point where, I mean, there are lanes out there, especially long-haul lanes, where we're seeing per-mile rates paid by shippers at about a dollar per mile or less. 
And you know, that is really pretty extraordinary. Certainly, it's hard to imagine that freight pays a trucking operator's costs, whether they're an owner-operator or a small company, even a large company. You're going to see considerable pain caused by this. And are brokers responsible? I mean, the, the shippers don't want to pay higher rates because they can find trucks wherever they look right now. So they're not going to necessarily take a higher rate from a broker just because the broker asked them nicely to take it. Uh, brokers have their own costs, so they take some money out of this as well. And that's where their margin comes from. So should they take as big of a margin? It's it's hard to uh, to say. It certainly doesn't help someone who has a margin that's about 5% see someone who has a margin of 16% taking that uh, amount from the, the rate the shipper pays. To, uh, you know, this is the way that market has worked for a long time. So what do you do if you're a small trucker? Maybe you do what some drivers have suggested and try and develop a direct relationship with shippers. It's probably good advice for truckers to have both shipper customers and broker customers in order to find the right freight mix. And in a time like this, it's hard to go out and find those new customers. It's probably a good idea for companies to begin thinking about that. You know, one thing that Atri found in its survey was that very few companies had a plan for any sustained disruption like this. It's something that people have to begin working on and thinking about. Let's go back to looking at the future 2021 and beyond. Obviously, a lot can happen between now and then. But for the sake of argument, let's say the virus is at least under control by the start of next year. Is there a lot of optimism that trucking and the economy will be back to, quote, normal, unquote? I think things look a lot better the further you look out. You know, 2021, certainly, we get through the uh, rehiring of people, hopefully, by that time, not a given that we'll see employment back to where it was in February by next February. But we hope that we'll see a lot of people back to work. We hope that a lot of the difficulties we're going to see in the reopening of the economy being resolved by that time. Right now, we're looking at reopening an economy that was shut down state by state and is going to reopen state by state. And even, you know, in some cases, municipality by municipality. So that's not going to be easy because just because we reopen in, in, say, Georgia or Alabama doesn't mean that customers in New York, Michigan, Illinois will be open or suppliers in California or Washington state will be open. So getting things moving again is going to be more complex than a lot of people imagine. And that could be complicated by what looks to be a second wave of uh, COVID-19. If too many people get out too early and don't respect social distancing and, and all these other things we've been doing in March and April. Hopefully by 2021, we have gotten past a lot of that and things look much more stable. And certainly econ economists, including the ones who work for IHS Market, which is my parent company, expect us to see pretty good GDP growth in the fourth quarter first quarter of next year. So we see a more normal year developing, but there's still going to be a lot of questions about what people are willing to do as we go forward. How quickly will consumers begin spending again or return to the kind of spending that they were known for in terms of retail purchases before this? Are a lot of people going to be more frugal? I think that's a, a great question. So we may see what looks more to us like normal operations next year, back to business as usual, but I don't think it'll quite be as usual. I think we're going to still be dealing with the aftermath of this for 
for some time to come to a certain level. Before this interview, you and I chatted by phone, and one of the things you said during our conversation that really stuck with me was that COVID-19 has shown just how interconnected trucking and the economy really are. Would you tell our listeners about this? Sure. You know, I think we all know now, we, it's, it's pretty obvious that the world economy is so interconnected that COVID-19 could spread from China around the world and the U.S. could be the center of the pandemic within three or four months. So we've seen the international impact uh, of COVID-19. In the U.S. here, you know, I think we still often think about the economy in regional terms to an extent. Okay, we're going to reopen this state or that state. The fact that, as I just mentioned a little bit earlier, you might not have suppliers opening in one state while businesses are trying to open in another and consumers in the third state are are still shut down, really shows us how interconnected our domestic economy is. It's it's very closely intertwined. And what happens in California ripples across the country, same as what happens in New York or in other states, in Texas, ripples across the country. Beyond that, I think that obviously people have seen just how important trucking is to the economy. It's been driven home by a lot of organizations, including APTRI and OIDA and ATA. Certainly, there's been recognition in the media of how important truckers are to bringing essential goods to people, to keeping medical supplies moving. We see this after every disaster, right? After Hurricane Harvey in, in Houston or Hurricane Sandy in the Northeast, the forest fires out West. But when you have a pandemic that hits the entire country at one time, it really, really emphasizes how important trucking is. I only hope that some of that sticks after all this is over and people don't go back to their old patterns of behavior. You know, and one issue we're seeing is a lot of truckers right now are faced with very low rates because the market's basically tanked. We've had stories about truck drivers who've been told, well, you can't use the facilities at our location when you show up to deliver. That kind of thing, it was bad in 2018, it's worse today. Certainly, I think we need to think about the, I think people need to keep the importance of truck drivers in mind long after the pandemic is over and not forget the lessons that they've learned here. That's a good point. And it seems to me in your mind, Bill, there are other lessons or takeaways people in trucking can learn about this pandemic and practice in the future for the benefit of their trucking operation. Yeah, I definitely think there are. I mean, I think one of the big issues that I've heard from drivers right through to CEOs is communication. And, you know, a lot of trucking companies had to really move quickly in March in order to determine who's healthy, who's at danger or at risk from COVID-19, uh, how can we disinfect trucks, how can we uh, make sure drivers have food on the road. All these issues came up which they had to deal with and which required a lot of communication. I know that you know lots of companies, big truckload carriers have been setting up special lines of communication talking directly to drivers. I've heard from CEOs who said they've had like, you know, dozens of, of town halls for drivers in a relatively short period of time. That certainly helped. I think they're finding out that this is not a bad thing to do on a regular basis too. Communication is really important. I hear from drivers who say, hey, the shipper never communicated to my company and my company never communicated to me 
that there be a delay of some type when I arrive at the shipper's gate. So I'm stuck here now for an additional three hours, four hours, when I, I could have, this could have been handled differently if there had been some communication. So I think that lesson is a really big one and it's a hard one for companies to uh, to work with if they haven't in the past, but I think a lot of them are going to find they, they really need to in the future. So that's a big lesson learned. He's William Casty, Senior Trucking Editor at the Journal of Commerce. Bill, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. It's been great to be here with you. And once again, you can find Bill's reporting along with that of everyone else's at the Journal of Commerce by logging on to JOC.com. Now, when you're online, don't forget you can get other trucking industry news analysis by going to prepass.com and checking out the blog and resource library. Look for them under the resources tab. While you're there, you can hear previous episodes of this podcast as well as through your favorite podcasting service. You can keep up with prepass through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm Evan Lockridge. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to keep your eyes on the road.